0: You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KCCZ LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com.
1: All right. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday. We are jamming to some Texas boogie woogie on the keyboards. I got two young men here in the studio. We're going to bring them on in a little bit. We're going to talk about some pretty cool things. What's cool about that is we're going to talk about some cool things, but there's also that not-so-cool side to it, which is why we're going to talk about the cool things of them addressing the not-so-cool things. you like where I drove you down there? You're like, what the heck is he talking about? No, I have not been drinking. It is a beautiful day. Yes, I was out mowing the yard this morning. Yes, I got sweaty, but I took a shower. I'm clean. I smell good. I look good. Dick's looking at me like, what are, you, "What are you? What are you saying?" I know, folks. It's Wednesday morning. You're listening to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arzadi on Lone Star Community Radio. We've really been pushing that up. We've really been talking about that a lot, not only here at the station, uh, but I got to say thank you. I've got a few friends that they picked up, they picked up the call, and they've been talking about it. I mean, next door, Leo and and, and Jason, Connor, Coffee, they share my post all the time. Thank you so much. I personally feel that support, but I I say thank you for the Montgomery Kennedy Lifestyle listeners on the radio, but also for the Montgomery County Lifestyle followers out in the community. I know that I can speak on behalf of the other talk show hosts, the DJs, the, the music shows, Dick, the city of Conroe. The more we talk about this, the better it is for the community. So thank you. And Nancy Wagner, holy cow. I can't have a better cheerleader than Nancy. Um... She posted some pretty crazy pictures of me last night as, as Master of Ceremonies in the boxing ring with my tuxedo on. I can't box, so I might as well look good in a tuxedo. So thank you, Nancy. And then, I mean, other people. Christy Leggett, wow, another cheerleader. And my guest, we're going to talk about Christy in a minute. She's a great cheerleader and supporter of them. And so, Christy, we support you. There are hundreds, I would venture to say, if we had to mobilize an army, and God forbid we ever had to against whoever we might have to, <laughs> they would hurt. There would be thousands of people coming to support you. We, we love you. We care about you. You're a good supporter of us. And I can go on and on. Even goofballs like Stephen Nelway, Friends of Conroe, Events Plus, that booger is one of the best supporters I've ever had as well. So thank you, folks. We want to bring the community to you, the community. Uh, let's talk about some things that are going on. Coming up soon, June 24th, boxing match out at KOA. That is fearless boxing. James Roy Reyna has not boxed in 21 years. He's coming out of retirement. Three one-minute rounds. I know! He's coming out of retirement, dude. He's doing, awesome. he's doing two-a-days and one-a-days right now. And, and we'll talk about that now. As you guys know, we've got to talk about it. But um, then this weekend, Saturday, is the Texas Taco Tequila and Margarita Festival down in Old Town Spring Preservation Park. Yours truly has got tickets. All you have to do is go to Fearless Boxing Gym on South Fraser, 1214D, right next to Tejas. Bingo. Like their Facebook page if you would. We'd appreciate it. If nothing else, just walk in there and say, I need tickets. We got tickets for you. So it is kid-friendly. I know the name says Texas Taco Tequila and Margarita Festival. Look, if you don't want to drink tequila and beer and margaritas, you don't have to. You can just have tacos and food. There's going to be music. There's kids and stuff like that. So don't think it's just a party for drinkers. It's a party for non-drinkers. However, those of you that imbibe, Bob, I'm sure we can get some good pictures of you. I'm sure we can put it on Facebook and you can go, oh, did I do that? Did I really? Did I really take my top off?" <laughs> so So that's what's going on this weekend. That's what's coming up tomorrow. Christy's going to be my guest co-host. Uh, we've got Nancy from uh, Fearless going to come in and talk about the big match. We've got another mystery guest coming in, and then Friday. Friday's a mystery guest, and Friday is going to be a general talk day. Friday's going to be talking about current events. Friday's going to be talking about some of the national things. We might have a couple of announcements to make, and that's why we're just kind of keeping it hush-hush right now. We'll announce it tomorrow, by the way. We'll announce everything tomorrow. But we just want to make sure we've got things in order uh, before we just go blasting it out there and something have to change. We've had to change dates a couple of times. So, Eric Estes, if you're listening, thank you. Appreciate it. So uh, let's take our customary quick break right now, if we would. And when we come back, here's what we got. We got Gary Bucklew of CS Ministries. We've got his buddy, his partner, part of his posse, Brandon from Camp Hope. We're going to talk about a little bit of that. We're going to talk about all that they offer. We're going to talk about some of the things that they need. But we're going to talk about some fun, inspirational stories. We're going to laugh at ourselves. And Christy and Nancy and James. You're listening to Montgomery County Erzadi. We'll be right back. You can't stop dropping, you get where you going, girl.
0: A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, a Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776.
1: All right folks, we are back, Montgomery County Lifestyle. Now remember folks, thinking about changing that name, for just some reason I don't like Nathan Arizade in there. I like Montgomery County Lifestyle, keeping that branding. I like it about bringing the community to you, the community, so I don't really think I want to change that part of it, but it's just, to me it's too long. Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizade, and I just don't want anybody to think I want to make it about me. I mean, I'm talking. You see my face on the TV and on YouTube, so you know I'm in it. I don't need to tell you I'm in it. Unlike some of the people nowadays that got to take 700 selfies and go, I did this and I did that. But that's another story. All right, folks, let's dive right in. Gary Buckaloo, CS Ministries, and just an overall good dude. How are you doing? Thank you. Good to have you here. Good to be here. Well, and you um, you brought a friend with you. Go ahead and tell us who your friend is.
2: Uh, this is Brandon Harsberg, and uh, he's a... Uh uh, veteran United States Army combat and uh, I don't want to steal too much of his thunder but he's uh, he's uh, coming out of camp hope and he's also in our program uh, with the grace program and uh, also involved with our reboot combat recovery curriculum
1: you just said a mouthful so we got a whole lot to uh, talk about there but before we do that Brandon thanks for being here give us some background who you who's
3: Brandon okay good morning nate thanks for having me uh brandon okay i uh i'm from indiana originally i joined the army right out of high school i came to texas uh deployed multiple times with first cav uh back and forth to iraq it's been um uh, almost 11 years in the army um so i've been through a lot of trauma on uh even getting out of the army pretty rocky road uh like to call a train wreck for a while (laughs) but uh, i've kind of found my way back to grace and um really strong relationship with God now and he's just blessing me and uh, there's organizations here now in the community they're just making things happen for me it's amazing
1: so how old were you when you went in
3: I was 18 okay
1: so 11 years 20 29 32
3: 32 okay I got out in 2014
1: okay and you know talk about as much as you want to talk about this isn't about get you got you this isn't about exploiting but one of the things that I know from some of my friends that that are out some that were in the Marine Corps I'm Army. I've got some friends that are in. i got one friend who um, is Army, but he is down in, over one of the National Guard units down on the coast. Just got orders. He's leaving in a month to go to Corpus. But he's been deployed. I don't remember how many times. I know he's been blown up. We joke about it. And he's been blown up. Three times. It's funny
3: how we do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make light and, of the situation.
1: And so the first time I met him, I'm like, yeah, yeah. He goes, no, really, I was blown up. And so then we talk about it. It's like, wow, you were blown up. And so he's been blown up too many times that he, the, the bad news is he's been blown up. The good news is he doesn't look like he's going to be deployed anytime soon anymore because he's been blown up. Thank God. Um, but it also breaks his heart because his unit was deployed, mm. uh, reserve unit, national, or National Guard unit. And they lost some guys. And he just took it upon himself to feel that had he been there, he would have been in control. And they didn't do something that he knew better. And he trained them. So I bring that up because people don't understand how deep this is in you guys. You come out of high school and all you learn is to go fight for your country. I mean, can you, can you, can you kind of talk a little bit about that, elaborate how yeah you went from high school into that? What, what does that do to you? What, does that, what, what, is, that, what is that like? for so the person who doesn't understand, paint us a picture, dude.
3: Okay. So um, I can relate to your friend. Um, I'll tell you about that, too, on feeling like I had to go back and the stuff I knew from my guys. But coming out of high school, um, literally I went straight to Iraq when I was 18, uh, right after basic. I was at Fort Hood for two months and then went over. Um, the first time I was there, um, I mean, I just grew up really quick. But at the same time, I kind of stopped maturing too. Like I didn't go through college and you know go into the workforce and just things that you learn in life. Um, where I have a different side where I matured, but in a in a kind of harsher way. Where we, uh, you know, management skills and harsh like army things. You know, um, just coming to terms with death at a young age and we almost flirt with death. Um, kind of like where vets get that. Um, they get that urge to, to do things that are um, exciting and to get that rush, that fight or flight. That's why they do a lot of stupid stuff sometimes when they get back chasing that that high. Um, but with me, going straight to Iraq, uh, the first deployment, I had a lot of fun. And I didn't think it uh, bothered me too much. Uh, I wasn't married. you know, I was young, and uh, I was shoot them all, kill them all kind of guy. I was a tanker, um, so I had a lot of fun. But, uh, My I, brother
1: I, was the, was 13 years Marine Corps tanker. Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: I got a lot of yeah. Marine buddies now from Camp Hope. I, I think I should have been a Marine. <laughs> they got this <laughs> brotherhood that I just love uh, that, that they, they hold together afterward. But uh, my, my second tour, uh, I was married, and my son was three months old when I left. That was a hard one. Um, and then the difference in years when I went, de- depending on what was going on in Iraq, uh, was really rough on me. And um, the armor got better and better. Thank God. I got blown up each deployment. And I had two major concussions where, um, and there, there's, I should have died a couple times. They don't know how. Um, it was by the grace of God, literally, where mm-hmm. he he saved me uh, multiple times in my life. But um, so I had two major concussions where I was out ten minutes. I uh, had a TBI, traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. Um, then most of the time, though, um, I had no physical wounds necessarily. Where I got the blast, I hurt my shoulder, got banged around the turret. But um, literally, the armor protected me. But just being that close to the concussion. And, you know, taking that blast, it, uh, it bounces your brain around inside mm-hmm. there and bruises it. And um, it just it messes up your frontal lobe and how you think. And it, it totally changes you as a person. And then for the longest time, I, I didn't think I could get better. I, I saw no hope or healing. So I had a chip on my shoulder. I was angry at the world, like, um, just kind of forget you. You know, I've been to Iraq four times. You owe me something. And I didn't have a friend in the world. I didn't trust nobody. And Camp Hope, um, initially, and through uh, CS Ministries and the Grace Program, has showed me that there is good people out there that yeah. do care for what we did. And uh, kind of brought me, kind of warmed my heart back up, getting to know people again. Um, because I was just, I was angry and I didn't think I could get better, so I didn't care. It was like, oh, I'm screwed up anyways, you know. Uh, I'll never, I, my memory was bad, um, just my cognitive skills, all these things. that. Um, but while I was drinking and doing other things, it just got worse. I didn't know that at the time. You're,
1: you're numbing yourself, so at that moment you think it's better because you're not thinking about it. Exactly. But it's also on the outside, it's making you make the wrong choices, say the wrong things, do the wrong things, and I bet it brings down I bet it, It. I don't know, did it bring back the nightmares? Did it make you just want to go just, just they were hurt something?
3: Yeah. yeah. And um, see, they were stronger, um, a lot more intense when I first got back from my deployments and um like I chose to go back after I was diagnosed with PTSD in my TBI after my second tour. I shouldn't have went back. I got waivers signed and I felt like I had to. Yeah. You know, I knew um things from prior deployments, you got new guys coming in and I knew my guys, I trained them, so uh it's just like my obligation. So I went two more times and I really shouldn't have um but, yeah, with that, it just um, it definitely wears on you, and the nightmares um, are worse. They actually act up more, and you have more episodes when you're drinking and stuff like that. I don't know why, but it brings it out. Um, I guess you're just not dealing with it, and it comes out in that state of mind.
1: Well, and there's two sides to the story as far as drinking. People will say when you get drunk or you do drugs, you say what you really think and what you really mean. Okay, I've seen some people. I've been drunk and said some things that no more were the, were honestly, truly inside of me what I thought and what I wanted than the man in the moon. So I don't I don't go along with that. I think you probably can. Mm-hmm. I think you probably do, but I also think sometimes you'll do or say things that no more are you, no more are in your heart and mind. It's just it's 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 subconscious. I mean, we know that the brain does weird things, and and we don't know the power of the brain. We really still don't understand the whole power that it can do. So. I think that's the good and bad. And with what you're saying, is that Adam? No, nope. nope. Didn't look like him. Um, I think with what you're saying, it numbed you. So I guess consciously you kind of lost or you, you know, people that, that do that, you're not worried right now, but, but yeah, it, it, it makes it harder the next day.
3: Yeah. It literally, I lost who I was like inside of like who I actually was and, um, Like now I'm sober six months. I'm leading AA, like chairing meetings, about to start sponsoring guys. And I found, like, me, like, I feel like me for once. Like, I used to be uncomfortable in positions and just through life, even the happiest times, I always felt awkward. Now I'm really comfortable with my skin, like, becoming the man God intended. And I'm growing in that. And I just, I, I feel better, I'm happier, and I like myself now. I don't want to get out of my yeah. conscious head. So I have no desire to drink, literally. So
1: um, Let me ask you this about that, because okay. this is something I, I preach a lot of, and I'm working on practicing it hard. Don't we all talk about God says forgive, Jesus says forgiven? we all talk about forgiving, and you forgive him, and Gary, if I did something stupid, you'd forgive me. What's the one person we're the worst one about forgiving?
3: Ourselves, Absolutely. We're so hard on ourselves. So
1: why do we sometimes keep drinking, or, or we, we smoke some dope, or we do something, or we do something wrong because we start feeling guilty, mm-hmm. so our self-esteem goes down, and what makes you feel like your self-esteem is up but a little bit of a high? Or... For, for somebody that, that saw combat in the way that you, you and your, 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 your peers did, that rush. It's a rush, isn't it? And that rush takes away that guilt.
2: And that's kind of what we do. And that's exactly actually what we do um, at, with the grace program at CS Ministries and with the curriculum of reboot. There was something that said in the reboot that says uh, trauma is done to us, sin is done by us, and both can be forgiven. And both should be forgiven because you, you're going to keep peeling off that scab every time that unforgiveness enters into it. So we start with you. And, and we start with you have the ability to forgive yourself once you identify what you need to forgive yourself for. Wow. So it's important.
1: Wow. So, and it's, it, you know, i got to hit it. Because and, and whether people ask you this or not, this is probably something you love to talk about. You're a big dude right now, man. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you, 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 you're a big dude. You, you I thought he was with... talking about me. Yeah. No. <laughs> you're a handsome dude. You're a pretty dude. But anyway, that's another story. You're a big dude. You got the beard going. You got the big arms. I bet you when, you know, when Haji saw you coming, they went the other way. But you can only do that so much, right? And that's only so much a part of you.
3: Yeah, definitely. And the funny thing is, I was smaller until I was like twenty five. Uh, I was like 165, 70 pounds. I just couldn't gain no muscle because my metabolism. But um, yeah, they definitely are scared of us, and, and I, I don't want to get too much into that. No, but I, but, I mean, that's um,
1: that's the persona that yeah. you you, you want to oh, put see that out. Yeah, you want to like, I'm big, I'm bad,
3: and you feel that when you get back. Yeah. It's hard to turn that off. Yes, society. That, and that's the point that I was getting. Yeah, at. society don't make sense anymore. When you and get we back. want
1: you, we want oh look at that dude, man, look at that he's, he's, <laughs> So we we don't we probably don't understand it, but we're probably feeding that demon a little bit if we're not careful. we are. We don't mean to. No. Because we don't know what you're going through. And I've got some neighbors. I've got some neighbors that are like that and we've talked about he knows Adam and stuff like that and I don't know if I ever gave you his name but him and his brother are going through that. It's one of them more than, than the other. One.
3: It's horrible now because um, it's so much worse than that, just the depression and things, these dark places these guys go to. And uh, we're losing 22 vets a day to suicide now. Um, we don't lose that many in combat. So it's it's an issue. And these guys are just scared to get help. You know, they don't know how. And then they um, they seclude themselves to the point where they just cr- drive themselves crazy in their head, and they're, they're terrified of asking for help. They really don't think they deserve it, and they don't think they actually can heal. That's kind of where I was.
1: And we also don't understand that. When somebody you know, and even if you don't know them, but when they take their life and they were a veteran, you start a lot of you guys start feeling guilty. If I'd have known, I didn't know that guy, but I wish I did, Mm -hmm. you know. And that's what happened with somebody last year that up in Cold Spring. Well, that's exactly
2: why CS Ministries came about and why the Grace Program came about. And for those that don't know, the Grace Program is uh, we provide the scholarship funding for guys like Brandon and, and and those guys out there and men and women that come to us and they, they're they still looking for that aftercare. What's next? What's after Camp Hope? What's after the VA? What's after Mighty Oaks? What's after all these things? Well, CS Ministries is what's after them here locally. And we allow them to go in there and see uh, Adam and Shannon at the refuge and, and we allow them to be uh, 12 weeks intensive uh, therapy uh, to, to help maintain that... Um, that dialogue to try to get these things, these things that are inside out. And also, uh, you know, the reboot combat recovery, where we talk about that 12 week program, where we continue to talk about that. Uh, but it, 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 it helps even me. I, I lost my best friend to suicide. I had to take him home to his mother. So I, I understand that 22 a day. It's a, it's, it should be unacceptable to us. We should be doing more, but, um, that's where, where all this came about. That's how it all started is uh, what can I do to make a difference? And it just kind of devolved from there. And folks like Christy Leggett, uh, folks like Michael Castro, uh, Rodney Anderson, uh, Linda Lagars, all these folks. And if I didn't mention you, I'm sorry. Linda. Uh, oh and, God, I have seen forever. And, you know, and support from my wife, Lisa, have made this all a, a reality. And the ones that are really, really doing the hard work are, is Brandon and, and those guys. They're the ones doing the hard work. And, uh, you know, I just can't thank them enough for trusting that we would uh, trust us with that. And uh, also, while I'm handing out thanks, I, I need to thank uh, Montgomery uh, uh, United Methodist Cookers and uh, also uh, Goats Catering, Mark Guttereau. They Every Thursday, we have our Reboot uh, Combat Recovery, and they're there. Uh, they alternate weeks to feed us and feed the veterans that are there at Trail Life Cowboy Church for our Reboot Combat Recovery. And man... They uh, they make it hard to miss, don't they, Brian?
3: Yeah, it's delicious. It's some amazing <laughs> cooking. I love how the community is getting involved, and that's what we need for aftercare. Because it's great going through a, a inpatient program, and you learn so much. But it's when you get out, some people don't have the the capabilities to connect, you know, to, to in the community, and that's what they have to do to be successful when they get out, because they have to go back to the world eventually. Right. And with that, I mean, those folks are amazing. I love the food they cook, and they're just so nice, and they really care. You know, they're out there volunteering, and it's just it's important to
1: us. And it's hard to figure that fine line out. And, and that's where you, people like you, Gary, you have to educate us because there's so many of us out there that we care about you. We, we care about Brandon, and we don't know the face, but we know there's a Brandon out there. Then we meet a Brandon. And then and we're like, oh, he's a vet, you know, whatever. And, and then, then somebody goes, he's going through some hard times. We got to love him. <laughs> Not, to, you know, but they're like, mm-hmm. he needs some help. Okay, and that's good. So we're like, oh, man, I, I, oh, I really want to help this guy. So we get a little nicer. But at what point are we mean well and just being nice, but then then what do we do? Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, we need those. We need to just be nice to Brandon, but we need to also do more. And that's where you guys and other organizations, that's where you can help bridge the gap for them and then for the community. Mm -hmm. And so before we go into big detail on that, let's back up. Let's talk a little more about what Camp Hope is Mm -hmm. and how it integrates with you. Can we do that? Sure. Uh,
2: Camp Hope is an inpatient uh, 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 local, um, I don't want to call it organization is a good way to put it, but I don't want to uh, better to uh, who better to, to describes that than the person that's going through it. But what we do is after Camp Hope, they come to us and, and uh, those that want to come, we, we, we do a quick assessment and befriend them and say, Hey, we're here for you. If this is what you want. Uh, we let them see that the same, Folks that are treating them at Camp Hope, the same therapists that are treating them at Camp Hope, can be seen at Grace. So there's a continuity of care. There's a continuation of care. And this is more intensive where they're at the office uh, up to six times a week for some of these guys. And what we want to do is we see the, the good work that's being done there, and we just want to continue it. And then after that, as that's going on, because just like Brandon said, you can't stay there forever. So what we try to do is is teach a lifestyle of recovery in Christ where you establish that relationship with Jesus Christ and you help bring others to that point where you do practice forgiveness and you don't stay lost in your head. And you do know that you're never alone because he's there with you all the time. But, but that's kind of what we do, but I'd love to let Brandon tell you more because he's, he's gone through it. He's going through it. He's, he's there now. and, And I just turn it over to you.
3: Thank you, Gary. I love Camp Hope. I could talk about it for days. Um, it saved my life and, uh, what it does, it gives you an environment where you can see other, other people that are just like you other vets and uh, we got everybody from combat like um, different Marines Navy there's a lot of Army a lot of Marines but um, it puts you in an environment where you c- it's a safe environment everything's free there it's all amazing because it's been donated by the H- Houston community um, so you don't pay a dime and it's just ah. a safe spot where you can go you can get clean and then you learn tools um, to be successful when you get out and the the peer-to-peer is so amazing when you got guys because when I got there I was like I said I didn't have a friend in the world
1: actually You're, the ones you trusted were the ones in combat
3: yeah because you and I you had push them away in the end I was so wow. far into my addiction alcoholism and my depression and just my it just had taken over and it's that
2: isolation that lives leads eventually sometimes to suicidal thoughts
3: exactly and then Camp Hope itself I saw when I got there I saw these these men that are badasses, you know, they're they're combat vets, Marine Recons, and they're they're telling each other they love them and sitting around in a huddle praying <laughs> with their arms, and I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> uh, but um, and then at first, is you this know? the Navy? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think they could, uh, like, I could heal. And then I see guys, uh, you live in the same big house. It's, it's a beautiful home, too. It's nice. Um, nicer than any, any facility I've been to. And I've been to, like, a lot of VA programs, a lot of programs in the Army. They just didn't work for me. This yeah. one's different. Um, there's guys that are there week one that are living with guys that have been there three months so that's where it kind of leads you and they lead those guys. mentor type mm-hmm. thing and there's just conversations you have a lot with with other guys like you and things you were never gonna tell anybody from your past or military things you did I guarantee there's four or five guys that's done that or something worse yeah. and you find that out once you open up and uh, I mean it's magic man God works there at Camp Hope so it's really important to me that uh, everybody knows about it and uh, it's an amazing program
1: folks those of you listening, you gotta, you got to share this YouTube video and you got to look at it. I just I got to see the passion in Brandon's face, and I got to see the man I just met just light up. He just lit up talking about Camp Hope and what it meant to him, his friends. So I'm serious, man. Share this YouTube video. You need to watch what these guys say, not just listen. Watch what they say. It's powerful stuff. We don't know what our men and women have gone through. You know, you can look at all the TV. You can look at news reports. And you can look at, at you know, Saving Private Ryan. And, yeah, they're graphic. And, yeah, that's pretty close. But if we haven't been there, we just don't know. and We can't judge. And we can't decide who's using it as an excuse. That's not we, – we say we don't judge somebody about their faith in God. Okay? Then we don't have the right to judge these men and women with what they're struggling with. A lot of people say, I'm not going to give $5 to a homeless dude, but I'll give him lunch, okay? These guys may not be asking for $5, but they're asking for your time. They're asking for your attention. They want to they care about you, and they want to get back in society normal. Yeah. They don't want to be that guy that we're helping. They want to be, hey, here's my friend, and that's it. That, no more stereotype. No more, no more name to it. So we're going to take our middle-of-the-hour break, Gary, and then when we come back, let's go from Camp Hope To see us ministries here locally. Let's talk about some of the things you've done. Let's eventually talk about some of the needs you have. Okay. And you know what? Let's tug some freaking heartstrings and let's make some more stuff happen. Sound good?
2: Sounds great. Thank you. Sounds wonderful.
1: Folks, Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1 here in the heart of Conroe. Nathan Arizadi of Montgomery County Lifestyle telling you we'll be right back.
0: Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? reach the hyper local audience in montgomery county the Lone star community radio sponsorships accomplish this want to see our stats and rates check out irlonestarcom sponsor for more information or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question get seen on tv or youtube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio.
1: All right, folks, we are back. Beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizotti. Thank you for the support. Thank you to the sponsors of the station. Uh, Just thank you to the community. This is part of Conroe. This is part of the city of Conroe. This is part of the community. And so we're talking with Gary. We're talking with Brandon. We're having a pretty good conversation here. And we want to make sure that that we get all the information we can about it, learn more, and then eventually get involved. And you know what? If 100 people are listening, two or three will get involved. If 1,000 people are listening, 20 or 30 will get involved. Wow, what a beginning. One person starts it, and it just goes. So, Gary, kind of now transition from that and go into to CS Ministries, because that's been, it's been your dream. And, and mm-hmm. I'm going to share this. I remember a conversation back when you didn't give up the dream or the hope, but you were going to have to go out and find a job, mm-hmm. on three, or four, mm-hmm. because you couldn't pay the bills, but your heart wasn't ready to let go. That's right. And you didn't give up.
2: Yeah, well, faith. That's, that's what <laughs> I attribute that to, is just faith. I just... I knew that I had been called to do this. I didn't know exactly how it was going to end, and we're still searching for some of those things. But, you know, uh, thanks to uh, to generosity from uh, people here in Conroe-Willis area, which uh, folks like the the uh, Marine Corps League Conroe, they, oh, they, man, they're, they're awesome. a huge contributor. Uh, Russ, thanks for that. And uh, and James Andrews and all the guys over there. And then Post 618 with uh, Debbie Ralston, j- just great support, great support that helps – because to be honest with you, it's it's not cheap covering these these, uh, these sessions, and when you got uh, 12 weeks of sessions, and and someone's going eight times a week, uh, the bills add up quickly. And we get no grants; we get no. It's all donated uh, through things like our 22 for 22 on our website. It's uh, we ask for 22 dollars a month to represent the 22 uh, veterans that we lose to suicide.
1: And back up to that because, come on, $22 a month. Now, not everybody, everybody's everybody got to pick where they want to donate. Everybody's mm-hmm. got to pick. They may believe in you, but something else got their heart. But for those that, that are looking for somewhere to put a few bucks,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so $22, if I was to, to pledge and give $22 a month, kind of run me down, what, what kind of is that going to cover?
2: It's going to cover a session. It's going to cover a ses- one EMDR session at the Refuge Trauma Treatment Center or it's going to co- cover one session at the, um, the Henry's Home Equine Therapy here in Conroe. Both of them are in Conroe.
1: And these are, I know Adam and mm-hmm. Shannon at the Refuge, and we've brought them up before. I've been to the Refuge. I've spoken with people there. I, you know, and I'm going to say it. A lot of people, you know, they want to be careful I have used them to help me get my life in order. Okay, <laughs> Same here. I, I love them, and I know people that, that tell people, and I'm not going to be the one to tell those names, but I know people, very prominent people in this community that go there, and they're not ashamed to say that, or they have gone there. This is an incredible young man and woman, Shannon and, and Adam, and then their, their, their staff. Mm-hmm. But that $22, they could be getting... $75 to $100 for that session out on the open market for the, the training that those two have. And that's what we got to realize, this isn't some intern talking to Brandon. This is somebody who has spent years and years and years and years of study. And they know, they know all about this. I mean, this is, if you just went to the open market and said, hey, I need to go see an analyst. at 75 bucks an hour, mm-hmm. minimum. So you've got an incredible right there. They're giving up so much to do that. So 22 bucks, And that might be, have there been times when, when you or you know somebody who's gone there that that one conversation is what stopped them from making the decision? Yes. <laughs> Actually, I mean, yes. I, and I'm not trying to exploit you, but I, wanna, I do want to exploit that thought. Mm-hmm. Folks, sometimes it's that one quick phone call. It's that one face-to-face that stops somebody from making a bad choice. And so twenty two dollars a month might be that one session.
2: And what we ask is that, you know, twenty two dollars a month. With a, we ask that they would commit to a year for that. And uh, w- what that allows them to do is we're we're a five hundred one c three, so it's a write off. But uh, but beyond that, it's actually a, a commitment. You you're actually helping an individual and. We're so open about what we do. We invite people to come out, have dinner with us at Trail Life Cowboy Church off 1484 one Thursday uh, and enjoy that food we were just talking about. Come out and meet these guys. They're, they're uh, yeah, they're warriors for this nation, but that doesn't make them bulletproof. They're still human. They still have thoughts and feelings and anxieties and all these things. And uh, that's what we do at, you're asking that transition from Camp Hope to, to the Grace Program or or like organizations like the VA, Wolver- uh, the Rover, the WISER unit, what happens is once you come out of that impatient, you have to go learn how to live life on life's terms. You have to go figure out now with all these new tools that you have, how to get them in play. And what we we believe that, you know, obviously a, a, a body of mind and a soul makes up the human element. And we want to address the soul wounding of PTSD, that moral wounding that happens uh, through the traumatic experiences that they, they go through. And how we do that is where the refuge may be coming to camp, hope for one or two visits. I don't, I'm not sure how many time Brandon saw them in the week, but now what we do is we just open that, we drop that door and they have complete and total access to those, those therapists there. And they come up with a game plan. We don't, we just pay for it. That's what CS ministries does. We just pay for it. And we develop camaraderie uh, amongst ourselves and, um, where now you have not just peer to peer, but you also have a licensed therapist in there with EMDR training, and they they get on you. They they are, it's tough. its Hold not, you accountable. It's not easy. It's not easy to go back and relive these things. It's not easy to 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 because they won't. Yeah, hey, I, I you know I had a real bad thing happen to me. I got blown up. No, no, no. What? Let's go back there. And and so first first thing that you remember, what was it? Or and they use the EMDR, so it's not. This is cutting-edge stuff, highly successful. What and, is EMDR? Uh, that's the—oh, uh, my gosh, Adam's going to kill me. The uh, eye, uh, eye movement uh, distract—what is it? I, I have to look it up. Okay. It, uh, I cannot believe I can't that's okay. think about it right now. But anyway, uh, and, but what happens is they allow you to go deeper. And while they're doing that, while they're helping you feel that— bring that darkness to the front— because they're Christ-centered, they're faith-based, they allow you to fill it with light.
1: And, uh, See, and that's one of the things that I forgot to mention earlier. They're not just psychologists, analysts, therapists. They do center it around a faith-based. They mm-hmm. do center it around a biblical feeling, mm-hmm. a biblical basic guidelines.
2: Yes, and Adam's a, a veteran as well. Yes. So so what happens is they come out, we, we do an assessment, and then basically— uh, we we get you over there and let them let them take it from there. We don't we don't get into your business as they say. There's confidentiality. All that we ask is that you, if you're a veteran coming in and, and you're coming into the program, is that you can't drink or drug. You you have to abstain from that, and you can be on doctor's prescribed medication, but we're going to try to get you off that as well. And that uh, yeah, you, some
1: of that is just n- numbing, isn't it? I mean, I I've got friends that it's just they they joke about. One guy showed me. He's here from California, and I, you guys will know him if I mention his name. And he showed me the, the text from the from the pharmacy in California, saying, "Come pick up your your marijuana. Come pick up your this and that." <laughs> My God. It's just masking everything.
2: Sedation is not the. That's answer. all it
1: is. Just it was gonna it make him numb. Mm-hmm.
3: But we um- hey Gary, I got it. It's the uh, EMDR stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy. There you go. I couldn't uh, think of the word. I'm a firm believer in it. It works. I love it. What does it do? What do you have to do? Literally, you're going to go back, and it uses left and right brain, and it's something with the memories. Um, You actually use, like, a tapping or little paddles that give you this light shock, and that's not the therapy. It's actually to to go back and forth from left to right brain, Um, and then you actually have certain questions, and, like, you have to write down, um, basically, remember, like, Uh, a paragraph about that event and kind of take your place, take yourself back to that place where you're, um, you are feeling that level of disturbance, and then when you when you go through these sets for so long, where you tap, you just think, and you have to really clear your mind and believe in it. But these memories pop up, and you'd be surprised stuff that you blocked out and put that way down deep. Um, if you really work hard at it, they come back up, and it works. It kind of scares you. So first.
1: you don't even know that it's there, but it's always back in the back, and it's working. It's kind of it's like probably working the mind against
3: you. Protects itself, yeah. you know, by storing that way yeah. down deep um where we don't touch it and that's kind of what we do with those traumatic experiences because in combat we're not we don't have time to process it you know and that's we got to go back out that same day sometimes we you know we lose a guy we get a truck blown up they fix it and then you have to mentally prepare yourself it's almost insanity to say i'm going to go back out there and go drive around and wait to get blown up so um dealing with that and just pushing that stuff down um, is where we have to go back and, and and even things from childhood a lot of people have trauma before the military. Right. Um, same thing where you've pushed it down and just sucked it up or you've blocked it with drugs and alcohol. So it works, wow. It's good therapy. I uh, <laughs> I love the refuge. Um, that's the probably one of the most important things that makes Camp Hope successful. Adam and Shannon are amazing and uh, I really support them. I love what they do there.
1: We've talked about in the past, having some kind of an open house and stuff like that there. And, and I know a good friend of mine, Jim Gentry's wanted it. We've all wanted to. Uh, Scott Gentry goes there on Wednesdays I know just to hang out And they're always They just don't want the limelight on them And they want, you know, confidentiality But God, we got to figure out a way to we got to figure out a way to get them to let us do that I mean, I think people need to meet them I mean, even if we even if they, Nothing like their offices As far as I'm concerned But I just think if the community knows more about them Then that shines light on them Shines light on Camp Hope Camp. Shines light on CS Ministries Because it's, it's a circle Mm-hmm. And it and it brings everybody together, and then all the the players that you were talking, call them players, all the people involved mm-hmm. between feeding you, between the church. I mean, there's just so many people, but it's, it's still not enough. Yeah. and, you and you're ask not complaining. Me, you asked me about more.
2: that that transition coming from like a uh, an organization like Camp Hope to into, into the Grace program, and and I think because Brandon's going through it right now. I mean, it might be he might be best to tell the story.
3: Uh, it's very important because uh, something I did while I was in the program. I didn't function very good in society before kind of made a mess of things so um, (laughs) I was nervous Uh, this was my last chance like I literally had uh, relapsed and overdosed a couple times I had a needle addiction like things got really bad Um, I mean it was a real dark place so coming through Camp Hope I I started seeing that light and then I was just picking apart everybody's plan that was already in transition and trying to figure out what I can do to set myself up in the community because that's the hardest part about leaving a program is, is when you go back to the world so I was praying about it, really focused on AA. I got that brotherhood everywhere and trying to figure out, you know, of course, I was going to continue with the refuge. But um, with CS Ministries, that just kind of was presented to me. And it worked perfect because uh, we've done things like the Stronger premiere, um, you know, just meeting people in the community. It was awesome. An awesome movie that they made. Um, and then so forth, like the people at the church when they come out and just uh, the brotherhood there What we have. Um, it's, it's more focused on healing through Jesus Christ and it's 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 really good uh, program I love the reboot so and it's it's made that that transition a lot easier um, and of course the funding for the uh, counseling is amazing and just uh, working with Gary and because uh, he's so passionate about it like you said he, he wasn't going to give up
1: <laughs> well I remember when I first met you and I got your card in hand do you remember where it was kevin brady's though. kevin brady yeah. do <laughs> yeah that's right back on the back corner where yep. the steps go yep. up right you, there
2: mm-hmm. yep i remember that I do remember that yep you yeah. had his
1: ear and here's what's so gracious about that man he was looking dead straight in your eye and he was listening to every he's been a word.
2: huge he's been a huge fan of the ministry and it was him and uh, uh ben stewart with the stronger alliance that um that told me that what cs ministries is doing here Uh, you know, trying to be the aftercare for camp folk, trying to be the place for these guys to go or be the aftercare for the VA or just, just to allow these guys to come in and, and, and live a lifestyle of recovery in Christ. That's what it's all about. And, um, been huge, huge supporters, uh, of, of us and said that there's nothing like this in the nation, uh, like what we're doing, where we're trying to treat that soul. wound. now reboot does, but it's, again, it's a curriculum. But actually going out and raising the money and making sure that these guys, these men and women, can get the counseling that they need uh, at the refuge or or like organizations, it, it's very important because it didn't. If, if they had to pay for this themselves, they couldn't afford it. Yeah. There's just no way they could do it. Uh, even at the discounted rate, some of these guys, again, being seen multiple times in a week. And we don't pay for sessions for these individuals. Twelve sessions isn't going to do it. We pay all the way up to six months out, and that money comes from donations from people in this community because uh, without them, we couldn't do it. And when you're going through $1,200, $1,500 a week, I mean, what's the, what's the cost of the price of freedom for you? I mean, we've got to help these guys.
1: And that's one of the things Shannon and Adam and I had a meeting probably a year or two ago, and that's what we talked about is when they first start out there in that program before anything with you guys and, and probably before Camp Hope, When they have the funding and they get you, and the VA's not paying for this.
2: The VA doesn't pay for that,
1: and TRICARE doesn't cover it. Right. and, And this has to come out of their pocket. So when they did have it to where it's covered free for you to get in there, right when they break through those walls and right when that box is open and right when you start coming out and you start letting it go, and so the healing can begin, then time's up. And unless somebody like these other organizations come in, they've just opened Pandora's box. They've just you've just let your walls down and you're 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 open and you're vulnerable. And they're like, well, you know, we just really can't not that they do that, but that's what some of these programs have had to do. Now you're bridging that gap and you're not having to.
3: It's amazing. I want to talk about, if I, if I may, Scott. Um, you mentioned yeah. him. he's a good friend of mine, and um, he teaches class now Wednesdays. Um, the Refuge is so important because, and they volunteer their time. That's how they started with Camp Hope. There's other paid days, but they still volunteer their time. And and these people that work at the Refuge, I mean, they, they eat, breathe, and sleep, combat trauma and helping these guys. They work long hours, but Scott is a prime example. Now he's not a combat vet, but uh, he's a regular guy from the community that you know got some help and really straightened out his life. And now he's teaching classes on Wednesday. I actually met him, thought he was a counselor. <laughs> and then I find out, no, he's went through and got help there. There, counseled there, and now he's just such a success that he's teaching classes. We started has, out
1: just hanging out talking. Right,
3: he has so much to offer. He just offer.
1: wanted to—he wanted to kind of figure it out and just
3: kind of talk. He's been kind of my mentor. I really look oh, up I'll be to. him doing? I care a lot about Scott. Scott Gentry's a great dude. Yes, he is. Great. Scott Gentry's amazing.
1: Yeah, and he got it from his daddy, okay. I think, and his mama. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's that's cool because he's just he's just a dude. But see, that's also the bridge in the gap. He's just a dude. He's not a combat veteran, so he's somebody that that. You guys just need to be two guys, two buds, yeah. two friends.
3: I mean, he's another safe person that I've met, yeah. that I have in the community that's positive and, you know, is, can actually help me out in anything. He's willing to.
1: And so that also proves we don't need special education no, to help. No, not at all. We don't need tons of money because he's not rich. Okay. He's got a beautiful wife and a baby on the way, but he's not rich. He's not super educated. He's just a dude, isn't he?
2: He's all it amazing. takes is care. Yeah. You just got to care. Right. And that's just to kind of. The other thing that I wanted to tell you, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, some of the other guys that we're getting now are not just coming out of Camp Hope and the VA, but they're actually coming out of Montgomery County Jail. Uh, I wanted to give a huge uh, 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 compliment to Lieutenant Webb and, and Sergeant uh, uh, Anderson over there at the Veterans Pod uh, because today at 4 o'clock, I'm the chaplain over there now, And I will be going in to provide church. But they allow me to come in at CS Ministries. And so when these guys get out of jail, they have some place to go. And they actually are coming over now. We got guys that are coming in and going into the refuge or to Henry's home. And they're they're actually, some of them live at the Salvation Army. And David in great work over there. David's awesome. He is actually holding um, uh, beds open for these vets when they come out so that they can have a place and they walk right across the street over to the ministry and we can find them a place in the grace program, uh, combat vets. We can find them a place at reboot, which we're going to be starting more of that curriculum, that reboot curriculum. We're going to be starting more of that here over the next few weeks. Um, probably went out in Montgomery, uh, M- M- Montgomery United uh, Methodist church is uh, we're going to meet with those folks, about maybe having a, uh, the ability to go out of the classroom out there and from, from the veterans that are going through it now, guys like Brandon and, and, and Paul and, and Eric and, and Richard and all those, those heroes are going to be able to develop leadership skills so that they can go on and they can start teaching this reboot and CS Ministries will help continue to finance that and help those guys continue to live in that lifestyle that's away, from, these, uh, away from, the, uh, from the counseling sessions and away from the, the inpatient and, and allow them to just live their life in a way that gives back to their brothers and sisters that, have, that are kind of now where they were before, yeah. so and, and also, but like I said, it, it, it doesn't stop just in our community. It also reaches. We also are reaching into the jail cells, and we're having a real good um, uh, impact there. And I, I it just see when these guys come out and, and they have a place to go, just to have a place to go, can, can make a difference. So.
3: It's very important. You said that I personally was in jail for 11 months in county, and I wasn't blessed with anybody coming like that. I did have a, a somebody from the community, an old school uh, Baptist preacher that was like my mentor and came to visit me because I didn't have nobody to come visit me. But um, now they're starting these programs like Veterans Court and things Gary's doing. And
1: well, Kev- Judge sp- Hamilton's got that here, here yep. right? Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: It's a great program. And then just going out to the jails, having these veteran spots, because I was in regular, you know, population, and um, of course. I'm combat that I can survive in there, but it was rough. Um, And then this, the decision. Well, because
1: part of it is too, is looking at, is we're thinking you're, you're not a hardened dude. You're just making some stupid choices right now, but, and there's reasons. And so we're not giving you a free pass, but we can save you. Exactly. And that's why we do need to kind of keep you away from that. So you don't get deeper in I agree. you, but the people there.
3: And the decisions a lot of us make, like, I was in the Army didn't get in trouble. And then when I got out, I mean, within six months, I hadn't made, you know, it just went downhill. Dude, I just lost meaning. I had no purpose. And then, you know, dealing with the PTSD and the, the depression and the trauma. And so a lot of these guys, they find themselves making these bad decisions really quick because um, they fit in in that underworld where a lot of crime and drugs happen because you feel yeah. invincible. Or you can carry a gun. You can. There's no rules. You know, they fit in there. It's kind of like being in combat.
1: And that's you know, what kept you alive over there. Yeah, being big, big, and bad, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I am the shadow of death, is what you, you, and you. That's what people don't understand. You have to think that way. You have to be the devil. You have to be on that raging horse.
2: And what people you need to understand to. is that where that mentality bodes well in combat, it does not parlay over very well right. into civilian life. It's hard to go from being a hardened war veteran to coming home and being a soccer dad. It's just a very difficult transition.
3: There's something I say that I've adopted now, like in combat, we had to be strong and push that down to survive. Like you're talking about, we had to have that mentality. And then to heal, you have to do the opposite. You almost resensitize. You have to get you have to talk about it, get get it out there. And it's completely what we've been taught our whole life, really, too. In society, you know, suck it up, drive on. Men don't cry. But to to heal, you got to get in touch with your feelings and you got to get sober, and then you've got to uh, have compassion and empathy. And, and that's how you heal is talking about it. Um, it
1: works. Here's what sucks about Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Erzati. We're only one hour. And there's sometimes mm-hmm. there's sometimes where, okay, we're struggling to figure out what else can we talk about. We could go on and on. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to tell us how to get a hold of you mm-hmm. for needs. If somebody out there needs you, how mm-hmm. do they get a hold of you? If somebody wants to get involved, how do they get a hold of you? Guys, we're going to have you back again real soon because we're going to get Adam or Shannon here. We're going to get some of the other people involved. We're going to go to that side with you Mm -hmm. bridging it in. So tell us, Gary.
2: Well, you can uh, find out more information about us at cs-ministries, TX, cs-ministries, plural, TX. It's one word, dot org. And uh, just go on our website and you can see kind of what we do. And, uh, if you want to donate, just, just, it'll take you right to the donation. There's spots in there to donate. If you want to find out more information, just, uh, there's places in there where you can just kind of, uh, just leave your email with us and we'll ge- be glad to get back to you. But just know folks that, uh, that CS ministries and the grace program and reboot combat recovery. We're, we're all in this together. And, uh, I believe that, uh, the healing is going to start here in Montgomery County and, uh, please come out and be a part. Uh, we have all of our, our, fundraising events, all the stuff that we are, have going on in the community. We would love to have you all out there. But more than anything, if you can support that 22 for 22, just a commitment for one year, I think it's $640. Uh, 22 for 22 is a great way to start to, to show your support so that we can keep these men and women uh, receiving the type of treatment that they deserve.
1: Guys, thank you so much. Folks, you've listened to kind of County Lifestyle with Nathan Erzotti. We took the whole hour. YouTube video come out. Stay tuned to this station. Let this be a part of you. 104.5, 106.1, IRLoneStar.com. Remember, this is your county, your life, so go live it with your style.
3: Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community
1: radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube,
3: Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio studio and Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.